Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, DJ Big Bopper. And it's your girl, DJ Shardangerous. And thank y'all for tuning in for episode five of Wave of the Planet. Sade, what you got today, girl? What we got? Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of news. Um, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday the 11th, so you're hearing this today we recorded. Uh, so we're going to go into um, some Spotify artists a little bit. We're going to talk about Cardi B and Offset. Some surprising news, some baby news. Uh, we're going to talk about, go over the numbers from Scorpion last week. We told you guys we'd cover that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Gorillas, the Avid Brothers, and Donald Glover might be in some hot water. We're also going to go into sports. Um, and I think that's pretty much what we're going to cover today. Mm-hmm. And I will start out the show with my song of the week. Um, I'm from I'm from Houston, and summertime now, and there's one song you will always hear when you're in Houston during the summertime. It's one of those songs that you just get in your slab, you know, you drive real slow, you just go slabbing around, and it's Summertime by uh, Slim Thug and Zero. When I hear Summertime, I just think of that uh, that vine of Riff Raff. It goes, Summertime, and then starts singing Pantoria. Which but, is uh, also another Houston rapper, and we're going to see in August. And yep. he's coming at t- live, Twisted J, and we're pretty excited for that. I know I want to get an interview with him. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. But um, to meet that neon icon, yeah, that yeah, the Peach, Peach Panther, Panther. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my song, oh gosh, it's so cliche, but whatever. Honestly, people are saying that like Selena Gomez's, I think it's called "Back to You" is the song of the summer. Nah, nah, nah. It's in my feelings. It's one hundred percent in my feelings. I went to uh, I went to Dallas last weekend. I went to Warp Tour. We'll talk a little bit about Warp Tour too. Um. But I went to Warp Tour on Friday, and then Saturday, um, we went out, you know, went to a club in Dallas. And uh, it was so funny to, like, see just dudes getting so hyped to that song. It was great. And then <laughs> it was funny to see some dudes singing Boot Up, too. That was funny. But, uh, but, yeah, In My Feelings is 100% my song of the week, my song of the summer. I'll probably be listening to it in October. Um, but in October, I'll probably transition to some Post Malone. For a posty fest. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, so w- what news we got today? Well, I don't know if you all remember a little bit. We talked about last week um, the Carter had their little, they had an issue with their stage. They had this floating yeah. stage and it got stuck there and Beyonce had to come down off of a ladder. Gracefully, of course. Of course. Well, we had a similar thing happen this week. Um, while Gorillas had to cut their headlining set at the Rockslide Festival short on Saturday after the guest artist Del the Funky Homo Sapien. And if you know Del the Funky Homo Sapien, he was um, a part of the group and he did Clint Eastwood back in 2001. So uh, he w- came back for the song and um, the fall happened during the last song on the set, the Clint Eastwood. And uh, Del was rapping the 2001 original and he was joining the band at the Denmark Festival to reprise his part in that um, in that song. The hip-hop artist later goes to re- tweet that he's doing all right, but he will be in the hospital for a bit, and he's going on to praise the Danish medical care. Ooh. So, man, what is, I, I just don't understand. What's up with these artists, man? Everybody's having some issue happen. And actually, if you haven't seen the video, it's pretty hilarious because he's just walking and singing <laughs> yeah. and then just whoop, falls right off, and it's just we- like... Okay. We watched it on Monday, right? And it's one oh man, it's literally like a cartoon. Like, you know the cartoons will like throw the little black circle on the ground and they'll just keep walking and just like fall into it cuz literally he he wasn't looking. 
he he wasn't looking at the stage he didn't know where the stage ended and he's just gra- like literally just like walking off a cliff he just like gradually walks off yeah, gravity doesn't work unless you look down haven't you ever seen any cartoon ever i mean yeah that's why I'm clumsy now. <laughs> yeah, but the, he just like walked straight off the stage, so he had to go to the hospital, and they ended up uh, canceling the rest of that concert, which, well, luckily, was near the end of the um, was the end of their set. So you got their they got their money's worth. The, exactly, we got their money's worth. And then uh, another issue with the band we had on Saturday, the Abbott brothers decided to cancel a sold out show in Oregon after a man with a gun broke through security and could not be found. Which is kind of scary. I know we had, um, I mean, wasn't it with Ariana Grande in, I think, France or Britain? I know it was in Europe and she got it. The or, UK. Yeah, and they got attacked. Like, yeah. they bombed her. Yeah. Which is. Well, uh, see, to me, that's, it's crazy because, like, not to get, like, historical or political or anything, but, like, since 9-11, like, TSA has been ramped up and mm-hmm. up and up and up. And you would think that security has been, too. And you're like, I mean... I went, um, I flew over spring break and I was just like, like all the stuff that I have to go through to literally get on this plane is ridiculous. Or like, um, I went, when I went to warp tour, I wasn't allowed to take a blanket in. You can take a towel, but not a blanket. And I was like, I don't understand Mm. this. And you, so you're like, wow, these like security rules are so strict, but obviously not. Like, obviously they need to be more strict. They're more specific. Well, I'm just curious. How did I, I mean, I'm assuming they were just patting him down. They found it and the guy just took off, sprinted through the crowd and just left is what i'm assuming happened i mean it was a sold out show so i could see that happening you know there's a lot of people kind of just blending with the crowd which still that's scary to think of so they ended up of course canceling the show and um they later they later had a statement that said due to the obvious threat posed by someone in the audience with a firearm we were obligated for the safety of everyone present to cancel the performance and it was an Unfortunate that such action had to be taken, but we have no regret in being in the position to make a decision which helps to keep our fans safe. So um, they pretty much didn't want anybody getting hurt. They didn't want anything, anybody to have to worry about anything. So they just went ahead and uh, canceled it. And they said they plan to reschedule the concert soon. So, well, that's good. It's good that they uh, want to reschedule. I just, I just personally think it's crazy that. The, that this stuff is even being an issue to begin with. Yeah, yeah, honestly, not to get into gun violence, but it, it's so nuts how how often it's happening nowadays. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to prevent this. Mm-hmm. Because just think about what would have happened if they wouldn't have, you know? Nuts, that would have been insane. I'm, well, I'm kind of curious to see how, I mean, did like, I'm assuming when the guy broke through with the gun, I, what, did everybody know that? Like, would they have, I mean, would have been kind of a panic if they had just been like, hey, dudes with a gun here, everybody leave, kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Uh, <clears throat> I think I think it's quite, um, I think it's crazy to even have to worry about that. But, I mean, that's the world we live in. We kind of just kind of have to deal with that and work with that. Yeah, not a lot of people are, um, it's, it's crazy that you have to be on guard. You have to, like, consciously think like oh you know i need to prepare just in case this does happen well which is which is insane because i mean if you come to a concert you're just there to hang out listen to music that's all i mean you're just there for a good time and i just don't understand why people go out of their way to ruin other people's days or try to do just these silly things and i just uh, i just don't understand it and i don't know if you you know gotten into specifics about what kind of gun it was but um you know 
lately it's been at, at these concerts it's been mass shootings which is nuts i'm uh i'm fairly sure it, it's it doesn't probably a handgun. say yeah it doesn't say but i would assume that it's a handgun if he was able to just run away um, and not be found because yeah. i feel like if you're holding like a rifle yeah or an assault weapon or a shotgun you know that's kind of like obvious obvious you know <laughs> you can't just hide that <laughs> it's really pocket. hard to hide that so i'm assuming i'm assuming it's a handgun it again the um the news story doesn't say what kind of gun it was, but I, I will have to go off and assume that it is a handgun because he never got caught or found. Yeah. So, Well, um, I'm glad that they were able to um, cancel that concert and avoid anything. You and know, everybody's okay, and, you know. You know, keep everyone safe. Um, in some much lighter and happier news, Cardi B Cardi. and Offset had their baby uh, Tuesday, yesterday. They had their baby Tuesday night. Um, She announced it on Wednesday. She also put out a um, Instagram of her nude maternity uh, photo, kind of like kind of like Beyonce's. It was Mm. it was similar. It was similar. They're comparable. And they they had stated back in what was it June that they had secretly got married. Correct. We'll see. Um, Yeah. This was like yeah, two weeks ago, literally. So I and I didn't even know. Um, their daughter's name is well, it's Cardi B's first child. Cardi B's twenty five, by the way. Um, this is her first child, and it's Offset's fourth. So um, the baby's name is Culture Kiari Cephas. Offset's name is Kiari Kendrell Cephas. Okay. So basically, his daughter is named after him. That's where the middle name, last name comes from, because they are married. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, yeah, they announced it two weeks ago that uh, back in September, they tied the knot. Cardi B actually came out and said, um, I can't say uh, one of the words, but, well, now since you little nosy know, at least you can stop saying I had a baby out of wedlock. And she tweeted that on June 25th. So on June 25th, we found out that they were officially married. And um, now they uh, just welcome their baby and have a happy little family. Well, that and then uh, isn't Offset like 26 or he's, he's around the same age, right? I, um, I will look it up. But I don't think that he's um, he's 26 himself. Yeah. So, I mean, they're pretty, pretty young. Which Well, I mean, that's crazy that that's his fourth child. I mean, his first child with um, Cardi. And so we we'll kind of interested to see how that works out. I hope everything works out for them in the end. I hope so, too. I know they had a lot of uh, drama to mm-hmm. begin with, but uh, I'm very, very glad that they are a happy little family. And then and now uh, they just introduced this new baby girl, and I hope they... Uh, Culture uh, Kiari, spelled with Ks. So, and I hope, uh, I know, I hope they have a wonderful relationship, have a wonderful time with this child, man. Yeah. And congratulations out to Cardi B and Offset. Welcome to Baby Into the World's a beautiful thing. So, and we're going to go a little bit about Donald Glover. He's reportedly being sued by uh, record label Glassnote Records and has apparently sued him for roughly $700,000 in uh, Childish Gambino's streaming royalties. And uh, Childish Gambino, if you didn't know, is currently signed to RCA, but his previously released, like, he had three albums under Glassnote. So, and the, the label's reportedly saying that it's honored its side of the streaming deal, that it's resulted in payments of, like, $8 million to Glover from Glassnote. So, it's, so apparently, um, all the streaming money went straight to, straight to Childish Gambino, straight to Donald Glover, and didn't, none of the money went to Glassnote. So, um... 
Glover was supposedly paid for streaming royalties without his label getting a cut, where one of his labels, which three of his albums were under. Uh, so that's interesting to see how that's going to work out, which I don't really understand how they could have circumvented the um, the uh, records in the first place to yeah. where they didn't get their payment. I don't understand. I thought the payments go through the record company and the record company then pl- pays the artist. So that's that's kind of interesting. I don't understand how that works out. Well, I was going to say, I think... That's funny that that happened that way because usually it's the artists aren't making as much money as you think they are. Oh, yeah, no. Because, like, they, they're, and I thought that, I didn't know that Childish Gambino was, I thought he was, like, independent. Mm. I didn't know that he had a record company. But usually, like, they'll get so much money in sales and make so much money mm-hmm. from these albums, but they're not seeing much of it. Mm-mm. And so well, it's funny to me that his <laughs> record label didn't get any of it. Well, it's also interesting because I, I don't know what, like for one stream you get like i don't know half a penny like very very little money you get less than a penny per stream so i mean that's over eight million streams just for that to cover that eight million dollars so i yeah again i don't i don't really understand how uh the streaming works i don't understand that platform how that um but it seems like that like streaming platforms like spotify just give it to the artist i we're going off of uh another thing that spotify um this is spotify like this is what they're telling artists and it's don't sign the labels um spotify wants to cut labels out of this equation entirely in an op-ed they published on spotify's website for artists um greg pusciato of the dillinger skate plan and the black queen it says that he's been happy with his decision to self-release his last two albums and he goes why limit yourself to any rules at all except for the rule that rule of being true to yourself. So this view is consistent with uh, Spotify's recent moves to deal directly with artists in a role that gives it both more control and more potential profit. So maybe that's kind of where they came with it. They just completely circumvented um, Donald Glover's labels entirely. And so I guess they're sending the money straight to artists and not to their record company. Okay, so what do you think about that? Because I personally... I think it's going to do, I think it's going to, I don't want to say kill the music industry, but I think it will kill the label industry. And I think that it will put more artists out there um, and make more artists more comfortable to put their stuff out there because they know at the end of the day that, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you're going to be the one to, to produce the music, I mean, not, you know, there's talented producers out there Mm -hmm. and, um, and there's talented artists out there who can like, you know, produce and then, you know, not just sing, but, you know, make their own music. And so um, I think that this will allow them to, number one, uh, be more free about it. But number two, I think that, you know, um, they're going to start making more money. And actually, because a lot of people in music, you'll hear them say like, it, it it's a good mixture. Some of them are pretty much in it for the money because they yeah. know that they will make a lot of money doing this song and then a good portion of them are like i'm not gonna make a lot of money from this but i'm doing it because it's what i love to do right so i think it'll be interesting to see um what happens if you know <clears throat> say i'm an artist i record i produce my own music you know all that money right. is mine what right think? well based off of the information like given about um 
Childish Gambino and about Spotify's their op-ed to artists. Uh, what I'm assuming is like Spotify is the reason that he's even being sued in the first place. Well, I mean, well, I do believe that their record, I mean, he owes his record company money because that's part of his contract. I believe it, I don't think it was his fault. I think it's Spotify's fault that he's in this pickle because that, I mean, that's the way that they want to go. They don't want to have to go through labels and which I see this is better for artists on streaming platforms yeah. because you know, all that money goes directly to them, yeah. which like, and we had already discussed, I mean, when, you, the money per stream isn't that much at all. I mean, it's it's less than a penny. Well, yeah. And so, but I think, like, think about that. Like, so if you're going to a label and, like, they're putting these music on these streaming platforms, if you're making not even a penny per stream, right, mm-hmm. think about, like, how much, okay, if you, you know, have this song, if this music is streamed or whatever, if, I mean, even if you're getting a, a good, a decent amount portions of that is going to go to your record label right so you're you're not going to see much of it so i think that um i think it'll make the music industry boom itself um i think it's going to kill the record label industry but well i feel i'd found out it is actually 0.00397 cents per so oh not even a third not even one three hundredth of a penny so um well, I don't think that it's going to take like record labels away per se. No, no, no. But it's, I think it'll decrease. Some of the big names aren't gonna. Well, I would. I don't think. I think this is more for smaller names. Well, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, like big some names of, won't really be affected by this. I well, mean, no, no, no. Like big name record labels, they'll be fine. But well, like, I think that like the little record labels that you mm-hmm. know. Well, I feel like this is this is definitely a better a better move for like the little guy. Yeah, like absolutely. you know these small artists out there that absolutely. you know they have really good music, but you know they're just not on these platforms. Like they, me, I'm a rapper, but no one knows it. But it yeah, exactly. You I'm know. independent now, and I just dropped my record label two seconds ago. I just texted him, so you know. And and this way they don't have to worry about. I I mean they still have to go get studio time, you know, get studio quality music to put on there, but. They don't have to worry about all these other fees or contracts with um, a record label or anything. You know, they can self-release these things and put them straight onto the streaming platforms to where they can instantly get money off of it. This is going to be great for do-it-yourself people. Mm, compared to like, you know, you have to go out to, you have to, first you have to get a record label to sign you. And then you have to sign up for your time to get get everything done. And then everything goes into production. Then you get it all done. You get it turned out. They start sending out mixtapes to different radio stations, everything that's going on. And then they finally se- go out and sell it. And then they try to market it and get everything done. Well, you know, this artist could go m- months without getting any revenue from this music compared exactly. to you know they can just put it instantly onto the streaming <coughs> platforms you know it might not be a lot of money but you know they get something okay so question drake has said in his last album that you know basically after this album drops mm-hmm. you know he's not gonna you know his contract is up yeah what do you think he's gonna do because remember last week we talked about maybe he'll start his own label but do you think that maybe he'll start self-releasing um, and become a trillionaire See, I could definitely see him just going with his uh, OVO label. OVO sound? Yeah, and just do it, just making his own, either self-releasing under OVO or making his own label just like that, kind of just like um, Kanye has his own. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I could see him doing that. I mean, the OVO sound has enough um, following behind it that I feel like that could be the next thing for him. Because he was saying he doesn't, he was wanting to leave the record company he was with now. They said this this was going to be the last one, and we had kind of we had kind of talked about maybe that's why he did uh, a double album yeah. is because you know maybe he had still has two albums on his contract with this record label, so maybe he's just trying to get that out so he can get be free. To do his own little thing. And see, that's actually really smart now that I think about it. Because, I mean, I don't know <clears throat> I don't know how these contracts work. But I'm assuming that, um, or I mean, I guess if it were me, I'd say, um, you're going to do this many albums with us. You're going to do them within this amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. say, I want you to do, you know, four or eight albums with us within eight years or like ten years or so. Yeah. So... That's really smart, actually, for him to just go ahead and drop two of them and be done with it. I feel like Drake is a big enough name and OVO Sound is a big enough name that um, he's just going to make his own label. He doesn't need to just self-release on Spotify. I mean, he makes way more money with making these CDs, making these albums, touring, doing everything. He's a big enough name to where he doesn't have to worry about that, per se. Yeah. Um, Plus, OVO Sound, he make his own label. You know, he can bring up the um, up-and-comers kind of thing. Yeah, you know, kind of like I uh, think so. Lil Lil Wayne was with um, Nicki and all them did all that. Yeah, he brought them up. Lil so. Wayne was with Drake too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cash Money. Yep. So, Birdman. <laughs> so Birdman. So I mean, it's I'm interested to see how this all works out. And I, I doubt like they're they're never not going to be labels for a while. But um, it is definitely interesting, and I like it. I think it's a good idea for them to cut out the labels and go straight to the artists. I mean, this helps out the smaller names tremendously because yeah. it's a lot less money to start up and then they get, they can receive income immediately. It may not be a lot. So, I mean, you're getting hundreds of a penny per stream, but you know, over time, you, at least you're getting something, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I, this will definitely help out the little guy. And you don't have to wait for that money you don't have to wait for your label to be like yeah okay you earn this blah 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 you know so i i like it i agree with it we'll see how it goes i don't think like i said i don't think labels will be cut out entirely i do feel like this is a very good platform for the little guy so yeah absolutely i think that the uh, big name labels will be fine but um i think those little labels are probably going to be a little worried um so the cypher we finally had our 2018 XXL Cypher come out. You know what, Shardy? Give us your take on that. What do you think about that? Just what I thought. Trash. No, I'm kidding. Um, actually, but honestly, there was only a couple of them that I actually liked. Um, no, that's that's being too generous. There was only, I like Stefan Don's and mm-hmm. I like JID's. Other than that, I, I'm not into like new age rap. You know I like the words, right? Yeah. So if I can't understand what you're saying, then not like mumble I'm, rap kind of. I'm not really I'm not into mumble rap. I'm in I'm I like a good beat, but I prefer the lyrics to be good. Yeah, so like that's like, why like in my feelings that's my song of the summer, but like Hence why you're a big little pump fan. Like, oh my god, I no, no, I don't like Little Pump at all whatsoever. Don't I don't want you on record. I don't want to be on record <laughs> saying that I like Little Pump or support him. I think that a skit is a very catchy song what that I Gucci still Gang? listen to. I rewrote Gucci Gang. No lie, I rewrote <laughs> that song to a Nike Gang because I'm obsessed with Nike. Oh my god! Yeah, and except you're about to have to go get some of those Adidas. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm Screw not. You, Drake, <clears throat> your stuff. Honestly, Drake, I'm sorry, but 
I cannot betray my future company like that. I can't do it. <laughs> I am um, a future employer. I'm too loyal. But yeah, I, I, I didn't really like them. Stuff I like, I like the only person I really like out of this year, um, Slump Mask or Ski Mask, the Slump God. He's all right. Um, I like Stefan Don. Why being the mirror wasn't too terrible either. No, no, no. His was pretty. I uh, see. Using the term pretty good is very subjective, but his was okay. Um, I'll say his was okay. Stefan Don's was okay. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Ski Masks. Mm-hmm. Um, Trippy Red didn't even show up. Well, Trippy Red, yeah, he didn't end up going because he felt, and this is his own words, he says that he was going to get a trash beat and he just wanted to do the freestyle portion instead. He didn't want to be part of the cypher because he just knew that um, he was going to get a bad beat. It was going to be trash. He didn't really want to be a part of it. So he said, I just don't want to do it. So I'm not going to do the cypher, which is very um, interesting because he barely made it onto the XXL list because the day that it was announced, he ended up getting arrested. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, um, his freestyle was okay. It wasn't my favorite, but I do I like Trippy Red. Um I like some of the music that he has out. I like some of the artists that he's featured on, so um I'm kind of upset that he I'm upset that he didn't do um a cipher. But I don't know. I feel like if you don't if you don't listen to these ciphers, you you'll be fine. Like you're not gonna forget about them. I mean, you're not you're not missing out on anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like, honestly, I know this is bad, but like one of the most memorable ciphers for me was Little Dickies, because like he takes his freestyles and stuff like that and turns them into songs. Well, so I loved watching the cipher for Little Dicky because because he did his cipher with Designer and Anderson, Anderson Pock, yeah, yeah, Anderson Pock, and he just looks so confused the entire time between, definitely between Designer. You know, Designers sound cool, but I don't know a no, word no, no, no. he said. Designer is one of those rappers that like. Designer's a mumble rapper, but he doesn't mean to be. I just don't know what he's saying. He sounds cool. I just don't know what he's saying. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, don't, I don't understand, and that's okay. That's okay because Panda. Yeah. But uh, but I just see I just always remember seeing little Dickie's face in the background, looking so confused about what is going on, and I was like, I feel that, I understand. He hit that cipher hard though. Oh, but yeah. I mean, I think that also back then, I don't know. Some of the last couple of ciphers have been very like attackative kind mm-hmm. of versus like man, like being on the double XL, like number one that used to be a, it still is a huge feat. But, like, it used to be something that, like... Yeah, it used to... You're not going to turn down being on the cipher of XXL back in the day. Like, it was a... Yeah. You know? It wasn't a choice. It was unheard of. And these rappers had been out there for a little bit, you know? But mm-hmm. it was just kind of low-key. I feel like nowadays, it's like they got one good song, and then they, like... Yeah. And it's not even good. It's just saying the word Gucci Gang 32 times. <laughs> it's kind of trash, but whatever. It's catchy, so it gets played on the radio. And then they come out with another one that's just as trash, but it's catchy, and yeah. so it gets played on the radio. And so there, you, like there you go, you're asked, and and you're you're in this hall of fame with these mm-hmm. other these other amazing rappers. But like, and you might be pulling the same numbers, but I don't know. For me, it's all about context, right? Yeah. So, 
And uh, I always enjoy seeing these artists because a lot of these artists are artists that I've already listened to. I enjoy. So I like to see them ha- be put in the fire, do these, um, do the cypher, do the, uh, do their freestyles. I want to see this because I, I feel like you can see a lot of an artist from when they do it, when it's not, you know, already pre-recorded or predetermined what they're going to be saying, what they're going to be singing, and they're just put on the spot. And that's when you run into lyrical geniuses like Lil Dicky to where they just tear it up. J. Cole. And then there's other artists you just, one, like they just sound bad. Two, you can't understand them. Three, they're just rapping about some random things that make zero sense or are not pertinent to the song at all. So, I don't know. And we already know. I mean, I already discussed my favorite of this double X list this year is Stefan Dom. I feel like, yeah. I feel like. You know, she had a solid freestyle. Cypher was pretty solid. Um, I enjoy her the music probably one of the most out of uh, all of 2018 this year. I mean, I hadn't heard of her before it, but now that I had, you know, I did some research on her. I started listening to her. You know, I enjoy her. I, I enjoy her. and She's probably my top pick for this 2018 XXL. Um, I'm going to say, well, I picked beforehand, and I, I don't remember who I picked, honestly. And I think that that was just based on, like, their freestyles and stuff. Uh-huh. Based on their ciphers, I think I'm going to have to say J.I.D. Uh, J.I.D.'s sli- uh, cipher was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, he flows really well. Okay. So I think that that's why I'm going to have to go. Sports. World Cup. We had the World Cup. You know, I was saying that I wanted either Russia or um, Brazil to win. Unfortunately, they both got knocked out. Uh, yeah, so we now, were both wrong last week. I know. Uh, we had, we had talked about how we had such a good um, oh, good record up until this point about just being able to say, yeah, this is what's going to happen, and it ends up happening. So, well, now it's um, it's going to be uh, France ended up beating Belgium. Yeah, they just beat Belgium. So it's going to be today. I believe we have the match today, and it's going to be yes. Croatia versus England. So I'm going for the UK. Yeah, I want to see France versus England. I would like to see that in the um, in the final. So that's where we that's what we still got going on there. Yeah, that's but what we still got going on in the World Cup. And then um, <laughs> you know who Gordon Hayward is no. Okay, so he plays for the Celtics, right? Okay. Um, his wife. And him have three. I'm sorry, that was grammatically incorrect. He and his wife have two kids, one on the way. Okay. Um, they had the, uh, they did the uh, gender reveal, and it was a cute little video. Um, at their house, they were just in the front yard, and they had a box of balloons in it, and uh, they did. They opened it up, and um, well, take a guess what it was, and take a guess what he wanted. Um. Because you don't know anything about this. No, I... So, what, what what do you think he wanted? I mean, he's a basketball player. What do you think he wanted? Obviously, he's going to be wanting, just like any other athlete out there, they're going to want a son. Yeah. You know, I, I know I want a son. I want him to be better at football than I am. I, I would love that to happen, honestly. So, they have two... Two daughters already. Okay. So, so did he end up getting a third daughter or did he finally get a son? So now he got a third daughter. Oh, and so poor man. Poor man. <laughs> he opens up the box <laughs> and like <laughs> he op- like they open up the box, right? And pink balloons flow out and he goes, Oh yay. And then like <laughs> his daughters are playing with the balloons and he's just like <coughs> has one. He just like throws them off to the side. And his wife's like, Is daddy happy? And he goes, Daddy's always happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but it was funny. The funniest part to me was like 
Twitter reactions because somebody was, was on Twitter and it was like Gordon Hayward, Daddy's always happy. And then, um, but on that day, Daddy was not happy. <laughs> but he wasn't. And I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny because, you know, all these athletes, like you, like you think of them as athletes. You don't really necessarily like realize until off season. Oh, <laughs> they got families. But uh-huh. yeah, that was just a cute little moment to see. And then also like, whoa, they're human too. He really wanted a son. That poor man, because daughters are always more expensive. And definitely as a guy, I can't say no to my daughter. So I feel bad for him because now he's got three of them. Exactly. And well, was, oof. and so then also just a little uh, sports blurb. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, so obviously we talked about last week, LeBron is with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph Curry went on record and he said, uh, at the comp on the competition, when talking about the competition in the Western conference, he said the West obviously got stronger with LeBron, but you still got to beat us. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to say them's as fighting words, but, uh, all I'm going to say is the Warriors swept them in four. Look, all I can say is it doesn't matter. The Rockets are going to beat them next year, and the Rockets are going to be in the finals, so it's whatever. It's all I'm saying is literally it's going to be the Lakers versus the Warriors, and I still think the Warriors I think the Warriors are going to take it in five games. That is a prediction I'm making right now. I'm not a sports commentator. I know. Well, no, I can't say I know. I know a lot of sports, but um, I'm yeah, I'm just going to say that right now. I'm going to speak it into existence. Still, like I said, I would... <coughs> I'm still thinking that Rockets are going to win. I hope they do, and I'm excited to see that happen. We'll see, because, like, yeah, well, I would love to see uh, the Raptors go somewhere, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen. I love, you know, I would love for my teams to do. I love the Mavericks. I'd like to see them go far, but I'm re- realistically, I'm like, no. Well, I'm saying him saying all the, or these, making the statement, you know, it's pretty, uh pretty big statement. I mean, they are defending that's world a champ. Bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> they are a uh, they are defending champions, but I don't. Uh, they're saying all this to LeBron. I don't think he's going to make it to play LeBron next year in the finals because they're going to get knocked out by the Rockets. Okay, if you that's what I'm going to say because I love my Rockets. Okay, a year from hopefully a year from now we're still doing this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll be like, so Bob, how the Rockets do this week? Oh, uh, we're they're going to have won, so it's okay. It'll all be right. all good. <laughs> All right, we're going to bet some money on it. Not really, but uh, that because gambling is illegal in the state of Texas. Not true. We have one um, We have one casino. It's off of Lake Livingston. You're welcome. That's good but, to know. Um, so, you know, what all What all had to happen this weekend? We had uh, Warped Tour. Tell us a little bit about that, girl. Um, well, no personal stories aside, so I'm going to tell a personal story. Okay. Oh, this weekend was absolutely nuts. So, me and my roommate are like... So, the way that Warped Tour is announced, right? You know the lineup. Like, you know who's going to be there. But you don't know what times they're going to play. Right. And you don't know what stage they're going to be on. So, we we woke up late. And when I say late, I mean, like, we woke up at, like, 9 instead of 8. And we were going to try and leave about 9. We didn't leave until, like, 10.30. So, I missed 3.03. Oh, wow. I know. I was so upset. So you didn't get to tell everybody that you're a vegetarian. And I'm not scared of your boyfriend. Exactly. I didn't get uh. to. Katie did, though, and I got plenty of vids, so that was fine. Um, I got to meet up with Katie. But, um, so, yeah, we missed 303, which sucked. We got there, and our Airbnb was a whole different story. Because that was like a... We thought we were staying in bunk beds in one room. Turned out there was five beds in a room. 
and everyone was supposed to be, you know, sleeping in one room and it was fine. It wasn't mm-hmm. fine with us. We decided to get a hotel, whatever. Huh. But um, so we got to Warp Tour finally. Um, I really only saw three bands. Did you see uh, We the Kings or no? No. Oh, I didn't get to. I wanted. I really wanted to. See, that was one of the bands I really wanted to go. I've seen he, uh, the, w- the I believe it's the bass guitar. He does the um, he vlogs, mm-hmm. and he did the internet killed television. He vlogging every day for, uh, I think it's been like five years now or something insane. Wow. I know he has a Guinness record of the most vlogs, consecutive vlogs because he's yeah. done it. I, I believe he's he ended up quitting. He, he stopped doing that. He still vlogs, but I don't think he does it every day. As of a couple months ago, I think he stopped doing that, but which I think would be extremely difficult. I mean, you're showing people your life every day for five years. You know? yeah. I mean, I feel like that'd be very stressful on your relationship, on just your home life. That's on, a lot to do. To and then you're trying to keep up this record. You're like, what if I? What if I'm sick? What if something happens? What if I can't make an episode? Like, what? If, you know, it's just like, man, that's insane. That's a crazy feat. Um, I like the music. So I was really wanted to see go see them, and then I was like, man, I've I've never seen him in real life. I've always like I've listened to his music online. I've seen his vlog, so I thought it'd be kind of interesting to see him live. But unfortunately, I didn't get to end up going to Warp Tour this year. So, well, yeah, I didn't get to see um, him, but mm-hmm. I did get to see a little bit of Mayday Parade, which was dope. Um, I was really excited to see Bowling for Soup, right? Just because like they're that classic, like. You know, that classic, like, 90s band that, like, I listen to all the time. And, like, when I, you know, I, like, hesitated to say 90s because I was, like, whoa. But the 90s were literally, like, almost 30 years ago now. Oh, gosh. That's right. I am. Like, the late, the late 90s were 20 years ago. I am about, I am about. I'm 21. Yeah, I was, like, I'm about to be in my late 20s. So, yeah, that's, that's about right. And also, I like that, that generation of that indie rock of that yes, 90s it era. Yes, just like pop Phenomenal, punk, and I loved man. it. So I got to watch them play um, Ohio. If you don't know Ohio, that is just the classic, just like, oh, it's so good. And then um, the other song that they did, they did a couple other songs. It was funny. One of the funniest things that they did, right, was like, uh, we don't know, um, we don't know if we're going to have enough time to go between our two uh <clears throat> most our two uh most popular songs um one of them is stacy's mom and everybody starts cheering <laughs> and i literally i look at my roommate and i was like up. bro that's fountains of wayne 100 percent, that is fountains of wayne and then he goes stop cheering that's not even our song that's fountains of wayne and i was like ha ha sucker but then um but then again so they they sang 1985 which that's you know also mm-hmm. another classic 90s song and i learned something new what you learn the, they sing the phineas and ferb theme song oh really huh yeah because they played it and i was like because he was like here's a classic song like it's a sing-along song i'm pretty sure you know it so like sing it and we're all like 1985 okay because they had just done um ohio mm-hmm. and i was like of course, it's 1985. It has to be. And then it goes, there's a hundred and five. And I was like, no. <laughs> and of course, I knew every word. But I was like, what? How? But it was funny because like one girl, you know, flashed. And um, he was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Because now we're like 40 year old old dudes up on the stage. He was like, but <laughs> it's good for 20 my. years ago. He's like, but it's good for my son. Because, you know, he's getting to see boobs today. And I was like, oh, dear God. But um, 
he was like, you know, there's a lot of different rumors about why Warped Tour is ending. Um, and really, it just comes down to, you know, we're a bunch of 40-year-old men up on the stage singing about high school. So, <laughs> and he was joking, but, like, we started thinking about it. We're like, wow, you know, like, a lot of the bands that really, like, started warp tour that were super like popular during warp tour getting older now and like the rock scene isn't what it is isn't what it was that's what we were talking we were talking about like that 90s indie rock man back at back in the home back in houston 94.5 the buzz that's all it was was that indie rock you know every i think at 10 o'clock it was like mandatory metallica man it was a great station that's when you're listening to all these bands like lincoln park um Three inch, uh, three inch nail or nine inch nails, three doors down, like all those smashing pumpkins, and I was like, man, this is awesome. And then I go back like this year and start listening to it, and I'm like, man, what the heck has happened to this music? Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's so hard to like. So you know, I'm the music producer. So like, when I send out music on the station, it's so hard to kind of decide like what should what what can we play on here versus what we can't because you yeah. have to make sure it's not too poppy and i feel like rock music nowadays is either it's a lot of pop super rock harsh now. pop rock or like way alternative mm-hmm. and i mean we play alternative i like alternative i like it all so it's just really kind of hard to distinguish between mm-hmm. and i feel like I- i'm sad that it's leaving I- i'm really glad though that i got to go to warp tour hey pop maybe next maybe you can go next year yeah maybe i can make it next year i i, I knew I-, I wanted to go this year i went back in like i think 2013 so i figured you know what i i i might as well hit the last one but i just uh, couldn't end up making it i had other plans i couldn't do it better luck next time uh, but it was a good time um got to meet up with katie how jealous are you extremely because i didn't get to see her i get back i got back late because i was down in fort worth and um so i didn't get to see her so i got so i was kind of mad about that but you know it is coming to an end but i feel like there's going to be something else to pick it up and it might not be like our kind of thing you know yeah. it might not be our kind of music but i do believe that's that next generation of like the indie rock i honestly hope so because like the thing about warp tour is like not all of these bands have the same sound right but they kind of like they're all rock i would love to see just like a tour just like a three-month tour during the summer that's got a little bit of everything a little mm-hmm. bit of rock a little bit of pop a little bit of country you know like a little bit of edm yeah. like i think that would be dope just because like thinking about like and warped Tour is one of those things like you can't come and go but like it's an all-day thing for like six hours or so right. like if you want to show up late you can mm-hmm. so like you just might not be able to see like 303 you know what i don't want to talk about it <laughs> Shush, Bob. Shush your lips. Do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips. Okay. But I do think, um, like you know, Warp Tour was kind of that '90s alternative grungy kind of rock kind yeah. of deal. I feel like you know it is time for them to close, time to end, and that next generation of this indie rock style that we have coming up, I believe, will be taking its place. Yeah, and I think that um, you know, it might not be. You know, it might not be what we enjoy listening to all the time. But, yeah. you know, it's that It'll next be. generation. It's and just like, you know, they had Woodstock. Yeah. And then Burning Man. Burning Man, OzFest, all these things. And Posty Fest is coming out. And I think I think that I think that we're going to move away from tours. And I think we're going to move more into festivals that are That's like what it's been seeming. There's been so many different festivals coming up. There's a lot of EDM festivals, yeah. country festivals. I mean, we have the best one here is 
LJT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was there. No, I wasn't, and I won't ever go. Maybe I might. You know go. what? Hey, I had never gone. This was the first year I've ever gone. I only went for two days. Let me tell you what. You need to go at least once before you leave. So I won't be there next year. Um, I, but I think that I think that we're moving more towards. Um, and I think that it's honestly better for sales too, because if you think about it, Posty Fest, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be. I just I just looked at it. October twenty eighth in Dallas. That is the one day and the one location for Posty Fest so far announced. So if it's going to be in any other time, you know, we don't know yet, but I'm thinking he's really just going to do it that one day. Think about mm-hmm. how many people are going to go to Dallas that day. How yeah. many people out of state are going to go to Dallas? Well, this day? is how I feel about like um, festivals over, let's say, you know, people going on tour and concerts. Um, a lot of people are busy. Like they can't make multiple different concerts, but they can make that one night where they yeah. get to see like eight people, you know? I, and I feel like that more people are more down to do that yeah. compared to trying to chase different um, different artists on their tours, which, I mean, I agree. I would love to. If I could just go to one show a year has all the artists that I want to see, boom, done, I'd be amazing, and I would love to do that. Yeah, I think that I think it's also really cool to, like, because, you know, that's where he's from. He's mm-hmm. from, like, the Fort Worth area, so I think it's really cool to, like, highlight this is where I'm from, this is where I'm performing. So... Um, I honestly, I think it's, it's, it's super cool. Just like Coachella, but not as many days. Right. Um, so I think that we're getting, um, more into festival culture and less into, uh, tours, Right. which, you know, is what it is. I think that more, it's going to be, um, more people are going to have to, to go places mm-hmm. to go to concerts, but I always like that aspect of it. Well, I'm I've never been down da- or like I've never been against traveling to go somewhere. But me neither. But when it's like, tr- if I've, I I have traveled to see like one artist and I've traveled like eight hours to go see him because I really enjoy him. But man, if I could just go and there's several artists I want to see, I would I would yeah. love to do it. That's 100%. how I I agree. I like that, and I hope that's how it kind of goes. You know, I still have your tours and whatnot. But, you know, like once a year, I just have like a big festival and just all the different artists that you like. I would love to have that. That way you can just go to one and be done. I think so, too. That way, you know, it's less money. You don't have to worry about all that money, all that time. You get extra time to do other things, but you still get to see all the artists that you want to see. Exactly. So we've talked about like our hopefuls and like our predictions for Posty Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and this just popped into my head. Um <laughs> One of my roommates calls him Easy G, but G Easy. You think yeah. he'll be there? I think. I well, think. Well, G Easy. I mean, I know he's been doing stump stuff with like Yogati and YBM Namir, and they're more of a kind of style that I could see with Post Malone. Yeah. And I could see him. I could definitely see G Easy being there. I could see him showing up. Can we talk about for a half a sec his breakup with Halsey? Because mm-hmm. I knew it was going to happen, and now. She has to cut his thingy off. He cheated on her. Mm -hmm. He literally has that in their song. In their song, this is the thing. This is the thing. When people in music are together and they do songs together, it's literally like the kiss of death. Right. You collab. If you're not married and got a strong foundation, or I won't even say married, but if you don't have a strong foundation, that's the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. And they did this song together and they were together, you know, I think that's how they, that's probably how they got together. But he, you know, said something about if she ever, if uh, if I ever cheated on her, she'd try to cut my 
off, and he did. So, uh, it's well, time, buddy. <laughs> well, it's I know Jeezy's done a lot. Um, he's done a couple songs with Post Malone. Post Malone's done a couple with Jeezy. So, I mean, I could see him being there. I think that. I think that for Posty Fest, it's going to be like a lot of artists that Post Malone has collabed with or wants to collab with. And then I think he's going to throw a couple wrenches in there and just be like some random different things that you're just like, oh, well, hey, I didn't really think that we we're going to have like Willie Nelson here. Yeah, no, <laughs> 100% Willie Nelson is going to be there. Quote me. Well, That's a quote you can use. All right. So when it's coming around October, if if Willie's not there, you know who to talk to is Charday. I'm going to go ahead and uh, close out today on talking about Scorpion. I know we kind of talked about it last week, a little bit of the uh, double album, how much the streaming it went platinum before it was ever released, all that, whatnot. So we're going to go ahead. Uh, Scorpion ended up selling 732,000 total copies in its debut week, but with um, worldwide tracks on stream because they had 746 million on-demand streams in America, but um, they ended up doing a billion worldwide. So he did hit that billion record of streaming in one week. He did hit that billion, or it wasn't a record; it was so much as a goal. He ended up hitting that, and he beat Post Malone's um, Beer Bong and Bentley's. And I think his was a 436,000 streams in the first week, so completely beat that out. So, Which we knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he um, sold another 160,000 traditional copies to the best sales. Uh, so this was his eighth straight number one album that Drake matched the record currently shared by The Beatles, Eminem, and Kanye West. So it'll be very interesting in this next couple. Uh, um, it'll be very interesting to see the next couple albums to see if he can, you know, get a ninth one and be end up being the number one and having the record for the most number one albums. And we talked about um, Drake being, um, I don't think he's done with music. Mm -hmm. I think that he's going to take time off for a little bit, be a dad while his kid's young. But um, I definitely think that uh, he'll come back and do some more albums and he'll top that record for sure. I agree. I agree. And uh, remember, stay tuned with us on every Wednesday. We will be back next Wednesday. And this is only at Wave of the Planet. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.